so nice to be back. Today is our 37th episode, if I'm not mistaken, which is awesome. And as usual, we are extremely excited today. We actually have an extraordinary topic to discuss about. It's something that I've been wanting to discuss uh, with my bro for quite some time. But first, happy birthday, bro. <laughs> oh Thank my God, you. wishing you a lifetime of happiness. You know how much I love you. Yes. How have you been? Yeah, I've been great. Thank you so much, bro. So yeah, it was my birthday uh, and we had families visiting, you know, like uh, COVID is not over, but like a lot of people are trying to travel because we have some cases, but not too much. So we had some friends over. I had my father and wife over, uh, which was super exciting. So we took the time, we enjoyed, that's what we. That's why we have kind of a delay in releasing those episodes these days, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. I, I, f I feel like it's fine, you know, and it's almost summer, so we have to chill, and today's episode, I don't know if we'll chill, but it's gonna be a <laughs> super interesting one. <laughs> oh bro, it's gonna be epic. It's I mean, gonna be epic. You, you, from, from what you just said, you definitely had a a couple of really busy weeks. Mm -hmm. um, having family over is always a blast, but yes. we know it, it, it takes some effort. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro, but, but, it, but it's awesome. I mean, have you been playing something, something that you want to share with us? I, I don't know if I'm proud, uh, but I've been playing some <laughs> FIFA. I've been playing some okay. FIFA on my Xbox. So it's not the latest one. Oh, maybe I'm playing FIFA 22. Yeah, I think I'm playing FIFA 22, so that's the latest one. Uh, but I'm not following like those games anymore, so I don't really know which one is the latest. But I, I'm guessing that 22 should be the latest. Um, super mm -hmm. exciting because, okay, brace yourself. I'm playing with Pauline, so we are playing FIFA together. So no shit. Yes, there's no way. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh I'm my telling god. You. And Pauline is pretty good. So in the past, she used to like pretty much click on every button, which was not even challenging. Uh, but now, <laughs> she she's becoming smart. So she knows how I play. And so, uh, yeah, it's it's super interesting, bro. Like, to be honest with you, we have a lot of fun. Uh, we've been playing, I don't know, like probably like three times last week, something around those lines. Um, and it's fun because... We have, of course, two controllers. And what is great is that, yeah, we are just having fun. And FIFA is just a chill game. You don't have to overthink stuff. Uh, I'm playing mm -hmm. against my wife, so, like, it's not really a contest, you know. But she, she can win <laughs> games. It's, it's fantastic because I've been playing FIFA for some years, uh, especially when I was younger. And, uh, of course, I still have some muscle memory. So now I do remember. But mm -hmm. some stuff changed. And I realized that sometimes Pauline can can win. So if she's like very strong uh, during the defense phase, she can score goals, you know, uh, with counter attacks and so on. So super interesting. Uh, I'm playing some FIFA. Uh, I've been trying another game on my gaming PC, which is called Empire of Sin. And bro, it's amazing. So you're playing. Uh, like pretty much the mafia so you're the mob you're you're the top gangster and you're trying to build your team you know and lead them to become the top chicago uh, mobster so super fun um oh i i've been playing probably like two or three hours of that game 
I, I, I had fun, but I just played once. So it was a long session, three hours, but that mm -hmm. was pretty much it. I still have to just resume playing that, uh, that game. And to be honest with you, it's a game where you have to invest time. You know, it's not just a chill game where you can like start and play for like 30 minutes. It's not really working that way. And what I realized is that we are busy. We have busy lives. I had my father around, then we had friends and I, it's not perfect. So I like that game, but I don't know if it's really for me, but I like that game. What about you, bro? What have you been playing? Oh my God, bro, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've been pretty busy too, but uh, recently, that when was it? Last weekend, so not this weekend, but the, the past one, mm -hmm. um, my entire family came to home, to my house. I had this, um, I've been meaning to do a fish barbecue for quite some time. Wow. And it finally happened. Wow. So, bro, it was amazing. Like, oh my God. we ate so much that day. I actually <laughs> threw it because I wanted to celebrate Kaney's birthday one okay. more time with the whole family now. Wow. So, like, we had, like, over 10 people over for the day. Cool. And, but, bro, it was amazing. Like, really. Um, we had so much fun. And, you know, after we ate together, you know, some people went to play cards, some people just chit-chatting. And uh, my brother, my nephew, and I, um, of course, went to our to my Nintendo Switch <laughs> and started to challenge one another. So, first, they made the terrible mistake of trying to play Smash against me. Yeah, okay. That's a rookie so... mistake. That's a, that, that's <laughs> a pure rookie mistake. <laughs> Bro, I, I just told them, like, I was like, guys, you don't want to do that. Like, you, you no. basically never played this game, so it doesn't make any sense. They were like, okay, <laughs> if you're so good, the both of us will play against you. And I was like, yeah, you can take two more CPUs with you. Right? It doesn't matter. So, bro, I destroyed them. So, when they were finally tired of getting their ass kicked, uh, we went to <laughs> Mario <Okay>. Tennis. <laughs> Which character did you play? Was it Bowser? No, bro, Bowser's too strong. That that would be even worse for him. <laughs> I took like one of my worst ones. I think I, I played first with Link. Uh, that's not a bad one. That's one of your no, like, but best one. Not anymore, bro. Like my 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 Bowser is deadly. Uh, I I never had to use him, and and then I I played with Piranha Plant. Because I love him. I love it. And I destroyed him. And afterwards, <laughs> we had some fun with Mario Tennis, bro. So yeah. it was awesome. Oh, my God. Okay, but what a rookie mistake. You know, like, why would you challenge my bro at Super Smash Bros? First, it means that you're not listening to Game Bros. Because you would know oh, yeah. that my bro is the mm -hmm. best at Game Bros. Uh, <laughs> at, at Super Smash Bros. Oh, bro, I'm so excited. Oh, okay, that, that must have been fun. That must have been fun. Oh, it really was, bro. It really <laughs> was. And now, you know, uh, it's something else that I've been meaning to tell you. And I'm using this opportunity right now before we dive into the actual topic. Oh, oh my God. Um, because it, it just started, like the whole idea just started. But bro, um, a few days ago, yes, Kaney told me that, you know, like, she was like basically telling me how much she loves our home, mm -hmm. but she thinks that our bathroom, okay, you know, our master suite mm -hmm. bathroom, suite bathroom, doesn't mm -hmm. match the um, 
the rest of the house. She was basically okay. telling me like the, the the rest of the house is so modern and so you know like we have this sort of a theme in our home which is basically nature. Yes. And and the bathroom is very like old fashioned too because you know <laughs> that happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so so she basically looked at it and she was like, I'm not happy with this. Like, I love the entire house, but this this spot. Okay. And I was like, okay, that's fair. <laughs> and, and I was like, so, so what do you want to do? And she was like, I have no idea, but um, our front yard was actually entirely designed by this awesome architecture. Okay. And, and she is still in town. So she was like, oh, wow. what if we hired her oh, wow. to make our bathroom the same theme as outside, which is like one of our very favorite spots in the house. Wow. So I was like, sure, let's give her a call. Wow. So, bro, she came here and she she basically like took a look at the whole house and we thought we would only, you know, deal with the bathroom, but we actually doing the two bathrooms and the backyard as well. And it's all going to be the same thing, oh, wow. which is this Japanese peaceful garden, oh my like God. the whole thing, oh including a spa in our bathroom. <laughs> Okay, so, we, we can stop recording now. You know, it's been nine minutes and nine minutes and thirty seconds. I think it was enough. I think it was enough. You would have a spa, a spa yes. in your bathroom. What? Oh my god. Yes, bro. I'm I so mean, jealous. Like, we, uh, we were like, okay, we have to do something different, and the bathroom is pretty big. So later it. today, I'm gonna send you the sketches. Oh. She already has the first few. Um, but yeah, bro, we're really excited. Things and are going to change. What I love with your house, I mean, we did a full episode on this, but is that you have like a lot of different like sections within your house that are very different. And what I love with what you're telling me right now is that it's going to be really like feng shui, you know, like pretty much the same at the same level for every, every room. And I love it. And because you have a gym and I'm building my own gym in my garage right now. So I'm, I'm getting mm. my adjustable bench today. So that was my birthday oh, gift. Yes. Awesome. Ah, yay, finally. Awesome, bro. It's not at the same level as remodeling like three rooms, including a backyard. But still, uh, bro, what I love is that when you have a gym, I'm the kind of guy that needs a spa, you know? Maybe after, I don't know, but like just to relax, you know, mm -hmm. you like wine. Oh my, bro. Okay. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Let's be straightforward. I want a spa at my house too. Bro, whenever you come, <laughs> you're going to use my spa. It's yes. all yours. Yes. We are actually like, so, so one of the walls of the bathroom will basically like open up to the middle garden in the house. So you're going to have like. You're going to be in the spa and you're going to be looking at the plants that are growing in there. So it's going to be mind blowing. Bro. And that's one of the things I love the most with your house, like the middle garden. Like that's something I'm super not jealous uh, like from. But like what I love is that it's really inspired, in my opinion, from uh, Greek houses, you know, like mm -hmm. in Greece, in old Greece ancient Greece, they used to have like a tiny patio in the middle of the houses. And that's pretty much the same feeling I have with your middle garden. And I love it because it must bring some like freshness to the house as oh. well. 
and like seeing plants like from your couch is amazing because it's not just from one side <laughs> from the front yard it's also from the middle garden and that's amazing yeah. oh my god you're surrounded by plants but that's the way it should be i love it mm -hmm. i love it oh, i love it i'm so glad that you like the idea yes. bro yes i want to see the sketches now so it's gonna be for after the episode but exactly <sighs> i'll send i'll send the sketches right after the episode you're gonna have to tell me what you yes. think about them okay absolutely absolutely yes oh bro i'm Like, I'm, I'm so excited about everything that is happening to our lives. And, <laughs> you know, like, it, it's funny how we have actually mentioned a lot of topics in this new phase of Game Bros mm -hmm. that somehow converge to the main topic today. Because, <laughs> you know, we already spoke about, you know, our investments. Yes. Which was a very important topic for us. Yes. Uh, we had a few um, episodes on our houses and the philosophy we have mm -hmm. for, you know, the stuff that we are building for our families, mm -hmm. the, you know, uh, gardens that we are building that although mm -hmm. are going to be quite different in terms of species, they basically have the same essence, which yes. is to bring life mm -hmm. back to earth, right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Sort of speaking. So, so bro, I, I feel like you and I, are very much synchronized and we truly believe in, in everything that we are saying. Yes. And in and, and today's episode, I think it's going to be built, you know, around this whole concept of ESG. Mm -hmm. And I mean, for, for a lot of people, uh, they, they probably heard ESG from, I don't know, a commercial or, I don't know, a, a company marketing video on YouTube, but yeah. really understanding the environmental, social and governance factors Yes. to evaluate companies, to evaluate your way of life yeah. is life changing, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're going to be discussing about today, bro. Are you excited or not? I'm, I'm extremely excited. I'm extremely excited. And especially because we came up with that topic just after our last episode, I think. Uh, at the very end, kind mm -hmm. of. And so <clears throat> I love this idea. I love this idea. We definitely had to uh, kind of like converge to this topic at some point, as you said, uh, very well said. And so, yeah, bro, I mean, let's get started. Let's get started. Let's talk ESGs oh, today. Bro, yeah. It's going to be so <laughs> awesome. Yes. Okay, bro. I mean, the first thing that I want to say about ESG mm -hmm. is that... A lot of people think that ESG is bullshit. <laughs> like, it's funny how many people I, I talk to yeah. and say, you know what? ESG is just something that companies are using to attract investors, but they don't actually mean it. Like, yeah. they don't, they, they didn't change the way of doing anything. They're just mm -hmm. like throwing these words at you and trying yeah. to convince you that they actually care. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I have a very strong opinion about the companies I invest on mm -hmm. and, and how they think ESG. But before I go and tell you what I think about what companies <laughs> are doing with this, I wanted to know your opinion. Mm -hmm. For Guillaume, ESG, yeah. something that is actually happening or marketing BS to attract investors? 
Uh, I would say that it depends on the company we are talking about. Uh, I do believe that some companies truly believe in ESG. So I'm going to take one example, and that's a company that I have a lot of money invested on. I'm going to talk about Apple. Uh, Not just because I'm an Apple fan, but I feel like Apple is measuring today, or trying to measure, uh, to say the least, that they have an impact, you know? huge company, a trillion dollar company. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. Whatever. Yeah. But, you know, like producing iPhones in China, for instance, bringing them back to the US or to Europe or to Latam, like, you know, like Brazil and so on. Is mm-hmm. it the right move? And I feel like a lot of companies right now, you know, before what they were doing is to buy carbon so like instead of just like trying to be nice guys and like trying to offset some of the carbon that they were doing by planting trees or like really doing stuff what they were doing is just to buy from other companies uh which was in my opinion a big bs like that's that that should not be something that should happen these days uh but I realized that most of the Silicon Valley companies in the Bay Area, they are taking the topic of ESG um, at heart, in my opinion. That's what I feel. But also because, because they have the money. So it also depends on the money you have, on the deep pockets that you may have, because of course companies do have impacts on the environment. I'm working for Illumina and I know that we have an impact on the environment. Every time you're doing a sequencing run, you have plenty of plastics that will go to waste. Uh, You will have plenty of reagents that are not great. But at the same time, should we stop sequencing? No. Mm -hmm. But that's why ESG should be central you know, like the topic should be central, but it's a lot of BS for a lot of com- from a lot of companies. Like a lot of companies are just using that as a marketing, but I feel like some others truly believe that they have to change their impact on the environment and so on. That's what I believe. What do you believe, bro? Bro, I mean, you, you took words from my mouth. Because <laughs> one, one thing that I was going to say is that it, it's funny how... Um, a lot of people don't think about ESG. For some people, this is just a thing that some companies say to attract investors. Yes. And for some other people, they only think about the E part. Yeah. Which is fun, you know, like. People, yeah, absolutely. Like, oh, mm-hmm. what are you doing with the trees? Or are you reforesting a place? <laughs> what are you doing to your waste and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And bro, I must say, like, I am extremely proud of the few companies I invest in okay because you know like I I feel like they are they they really understood the concept of ESG mm-hmm. the all the three pillars mm-hmm. and that helps me understand the risks actually it it's more than that it it lowers oh, many wow. risks that could actually be involved in their in their business so for example yes. There's this one company I invest in, mm-hmm. which is uh, over 120 years old. Okay. It's an extraordinary company here in Brazil mm-hmm. that deals with uh, paper and cellulose. Okay. And and I mean they're they're extraordinary and and bro, you should see how respectful they are with their forests. 
Wow. The way they grow their trees, mm -hmm. the way they treat the environment. Mm -hmm. In every report the company releases, you can see all the numbers and all the the carbon that they capture every single trimester. They, they just give you the number. Okay. And I mean, it's more than, look, uh, someday we can actually sell this credit. Absolutely, of course. Like mm -hmm. as an investor, I want them to make as much money as possible. Yeah. But it's more than that. Like they celebrate every time they see that their net CO2 is actually negative. So they yeah. have absorbed more than released. And, and I mean, that's like a way of thinking, mm -hmm. you know, Absolutely. the future, mm -hmm. 100%. Absolutely. There's this other company that I invest in. Uh, when, you know, the pandemic reached its climax here in Brazil, um, the company was making billions, mm -hmm. billions, because it didn't affect their business at all. Actually, it had a positive impact in a sense. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and so, you know, a lot of investors were expecting ginormous dividends and they're like, yes, you're going to have your dividends, but we are donating millions to buy respirators for every single hospital in Brazil. Oh my God, that's cool. And, and I mean, a lot of people complaining their website and you know, they were voting against and they were like, if you don't like this, if you don't, if you think that what we are doing is stupid, you should sell your fucking stocks right yeah, now. I respect that. And bro, that was like life changing to me. Oh, and I was cool. so proud that, you know, a little bit of my money was in there as well. And yeah. And that's what I'm saying, bro. I truly believe that some companies took that to the heart. Absolutely. And bro, I know that we have uh, one of the company in both our portfolio. Like we have one that is probably, I mean, I would like to discuss ESG from that company. So I'm talking about Amazon. Amazon mm -hmm. is gigantic, ginormous, like global. Yeah, I mean, it's global. It's everywhere. How do you feel about a company that is using planes all the time, trucks, and like delivering like stuff from China to the US or from, I don't know, India to Brazil and so on all the time, you know? They have a huge impact on the environment. So that's probably one of the company that I like as an investor. But do I, do I respect their impact on the environment, you know? I don't know. Like, I would like to discuss ESG from Amazon. Like, what, what do you think, bro? What do you think? Mm, bro, that, that's a very good point. I mean, <laughs> right now, Amazon is the only company that I am uh, investing in in the US. Uh -huh. Many reasons for that. The first point being that I think 95% of companies in the US are overpriced. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, the stock market is actually reflecting that already, but I think yes. the worst is yet to come. Oh, uh, yeah. And in the case of Amazon, if you know, like mm -hmm. it's another case. So in the, yeah. in the case of Amazon, I'm just buying. And if they drop, I'll buy more because I yeah. really believe in them in the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bro, the way I feel about Amazon is that they are sort of like figuring out the next steps. Okay. And I think Amazon is going to be way more than an online shopping service okay. in the future. They, they already had huge steps towards that direction. They have a whole lot of different projects. And I do believe even more in those than the actual essence of Amazon. Okay. Um, and I feel like 
maybe not right now, but mm-hmm. in the future, they are going to impact ESG in many, many ways. Okay. So, for example, in terms of social, mm-hmm. and especially in terms of governance, mm-hmm. I'm very pleased with them. I okay. think they're extremely transparent. Okay. I trust them 100%. Mm-hmm. It's not a company that I have to pick on every single number. I mean, I have a very peaceful state of mind regarding what they're doing with their budget and everything. Mm -hmm. The transparency is unquestionable, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. The E part, I agree with you. Um, I don't see them actually, you know, not even trying Mm -hmm. uh, too much right now. But I think it's because they are still figuring some stuff out. Okay. And I mean, um, it, it's their business. It's like, you know, for example, all the cardboard boxes. Mm-hmm. I mean, only beginning from there, I see so much that they can do and yeah. they will most likely do in the future to lower their impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that even the way that they're thinking the delivery system in the future, you yeah. start to realize that there's there's going to be a lot of electric, yeah. electricity. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of like, you know, um, solar power for sure. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, they're heading there just lower no, I than know. I wanted. And my opinion on Amazon, and that's why I'm still heavily invested in Amazon, is that this is the kind of company that can have a huge impact. So, for instance, in bringing electricity and like mm-hmm. building the grid because they need electricity everywhere. As you said, that could be solar. That could be, I don't know, like deals with like solar panels companies, you know, like because they need to charge their trucks. I feel like at some point Amazon, at least for the driving part portion of this, maybe just electricity, electric vehicles some, somehow. I like and respect the idea. And if one company would have to transition to electric planes one day, I mean, it's in the future. I mean, it would probably be Amazon because they have the power, mm-hmm. they have the money. So that's why I'm still invested, like heavily invested. And I believe that they they believe in ESG somehow. And I'm with you there. It's probably for the social and governance aspects of this. But they are buying some electric uh, trucks at the moment. So they were heavily invested in the Tesla Semi. So the, the big truck that Tesla is, um, is trying to sell. We have to talk about Tesla at one point. Uh, <clears throat> Absolutely. But uh, yeah, and it could be a good transition too. But like just to say that right now, Amazon, instead of like being, um, I, I don't know, they, they try to innovate. They try to bring some electric vehicles here and there. Today, I had a delivery and it was an electric vehicle from Amazon. I don't know the brand, but I knew it was electric because no sound. And no sound. so that's 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 pretty fantastic. So they are testing, they are testing stuff. Um, and uh, I don't know if you want to add more about uh, stuff regarding Amazon, but I, we have to transition to Tesla, bro. We have to transition to <laughs> Tesla. <laughs> okay, bro, let's do it. I mean, <laughs> Elon El- El- Musk is... <laughs> You said the word. (laughs) I think we could have like five episodes about that guy. Uh, Probably more. Probably more. He's weird, man. He's 
awesome and it's so volatile and I mean the stuff that he did with Bitcoin for example every time he opened his mouth about cryptos I mean something horrible happens or awesome <laughs> happens bro it's funny but I mean you can speak like a true customer because you mm -hmm. drove a Tesla a wonderful Tesla yes for basically the whole time we spent uh, together yeah. working together in San Diego and absolutely I had the privilege of you know being in your car for a few times and I mean if I am talking about their product from a uh, fortunate friend perspective because <laughs> I never actually owned one yeah um, I, I mean there's one thing that I must say and it would be really hypocrite of me not saying this the car was awesome Mm -hmm. wonderful mm -hmm. fascinating mm -hmm. and really mind-blowing in terms of like comfort and everything yeah but today we're actually talking on the ESG topic <laughs> and I mean that's what I really want to hear from you because I have serious issues with oh you know pretty much all electrical cars at this point but yes bro tell me what you think uh bro as a, as a former Tesla owner so and I would not stop at as Tesla at Tesla owner. I would say at Tesla owner and investor. I was mm. an owner and investor. I had quite some money invested in Tesla, but at the moment I could grab some profit. I sold. I sold my stocks. Okay. I do not fully believe in that company, uh, probably for ESG reasons. Mm -hmm. Having a company that is saying that they are truly changing the world at this point. Uh, that's kind of their message, you know, like, oh, we are electrifying like all the cars, like we, we are transforming, we are in a revolution. I'm like, sure, yeah, the car was amazing. But what is the impact that an electric vehicle today has on the environment? I'm not talking about like uh, drive from point A to point B, but how much stuff are you digging from the soil to actually build the batteries? Second, mm -hmm. how do you recycle those fucking batteries? Are you transparent on how money, how much money you invest in the process of recycling batteries when you will have to recycle the first ones? Tesla is not transparent at all. Tesla is behaving like a startup that should be the number one car builder in the world because they are in that top position in terms of market price, market valuation, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they believe and they behave like a fucking startup, which is not okay. That's not okay. You should not listen to just one guy that is dictating everything. And we are talking right now about governance. When you're a big car company, you have an impact. You have an impact. Today, Tesla has probably more impact than Toyota, which mm -hmm. is crazy when you think about it. So you, sh you should behave like the number one. You should have mm -hmm. a great, uh, like great SVPs around you that are speaking here and there. Do you sometimes hear from someone else from Tesla other than Elon Musk? No? Never. You have one fucking guy at the very top of the pyramid and he's behaving like he's the boss. Bro, where are we living today? Mm 
And I love Tesla, but I, f- I hate Elon Musk. I hate Elon Musk. <laughs> and I'm gonna go farther than that. I'm gonna say more stuff. What he said this week is not okay. That is not okay. Saying that he would fire 10% of the workforce because he has a bad feeling about the economy. This guy is an ass and he should be fired. When you're Tesla in 2022, when you're building like the most like proportion of electric vehicles in the world, you should not say that. That's not okay. Do you hear Apple saying that they would, I don't know, like fire 5% of their employees because they have a bad feeling about the economy? What the fuck is going on there? What the fuck is going on there? I'm not talking about environmental. I'm not talking. I'm kind of talking about social because like now we are talking. Exactly. Yeah. We are talking about like SNG today. One guy, (laughs) because he woke up in the morning having a bad feeling about the economy is firing 10,000 employees, 10 fucking thousand employees. Is that possible in today's world in the US? I, it, it's, it's not even mind-blowing. I, I cannot even process it. I'm like, you have a feeling and you will fire people that will lose their job. We are potentially in a recession market right now, like very close to recession, in my opinion. People are saying, mm-hmm. oh, the economy is okay. Like last week was kind of okay. No, it's not. We are very close no. to a recession. And this guy, because he has a bad feeling, we are not even in a recession is firing 10% of the workforce? Why did you hire those people then? Why did you hire them? Bro, I'm extremely pissed, but I want your opinion on the matter. (laughs) And and I mean, I I do have. So bro, um, we we actually spoke about, you know, um, Our next topics, you know, for, for like future episodes of, on, on leadership and stuff. <laughs> and I mean, I just finished reading uh, Good to Great. Yes. Which is like, you know, a bestseller. It, it, it dismisses any sort of introduction. It's just like yeah. a, a, a book that every single person who is somehow interested in either investing in companies or working for one mm-hmm. should definitely read. And um, I think a huge chunk of the book is on understanding the mind of the greatest leaders of all times, right? Wow. And I mean, what yeah. they did to their companies is just extraordinary. And they, mm-hmm. and they didn't build a company for themselves only. They weren't the rock stars. The, yeah. You barely heard of them unless they were harassed by, you know, yeah. um, reporters and so on. So the first thing that you learn from this book is that the true leaders, the extraordinary leaders, you barely ever hear from them. (laughs) They're extremely humble people, extremely humble people who trust their team and and, and they have a very specific goal. and, And I mean, just like long story short, the opposite of Elon Musk. <laughs> the opposite. So, bro, I mean, when I, I listen to him and... I mean, like, he is the rock star yeah. of his company. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I mean, that by definition is just wrong. Yeah. It's not supposed to be like that. No. And so, um, I mean, there are many reasons why I never bought a stock from Tesla. Mm -hmm. uh, the first and most obvious for me was because ever since I looked at it, it's been extremely overpriced and I don't want to see what's going to happen when people realize that. Um, but, but other than that, I mean, it's, it's just this, bro, you know, mm -hmm. the, the S and the G mm. is already bad. Yeah. And the E has a lot of really dark stuff involved. Like, bro, I just read this, this um, really interesting article comparing the ecological footprint of uh, biofuel mm -hmm. energy versus electric mm -hmm. um, energy right now. And I mean, to be honest with you, with very few exceptions, and it's not because I work on biofuels. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I actually read up from a whole bunch of different sources, but the truth is right now, we still don't know what to do with the batteries. We still don't know what to do with the photovoltaic blocks mm -hmm. when they're like old and we don't know where to, you know, dig them. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's just like there's so much stuff mm -hmm. that needs to be figured out mm -hmm. that right now it's more a prototype mm -hmm. than an actual thing. And, and people should be really transparent about this. There is nothing wrong about, you know, figuring this stuff out that's how innovation is going to come yeah and i truly believe that every single company that invests on any sort of renewable energy is 20 steps ahead yeah but what i praise the most is transparency if they say like look we are investing in this mm -hmm. and we want to make this work from end to end and the second portion the the other end the recycling stuff, it's still, you know, ongoing and there's a lot of, you know, issues that we have to figure out. That That's what I praise. That's yeah. like honesty. We deserve that. Society deserves that. Yeah. And I mean, you don't see that very often and you definitely don't see that with Tesla. Absolutely. And can I add something else? Uh, people believe that because they have electricity in their car, that it's um, a clean car. And that's not the case. Um, what it takes uh, to build a supercharger in the US mm -hmm. what Elon Musk presented in the time like back I think like five years ago whatever when I was a huge Tesla fan by the way they were saying that every supercharger would be built with batteries and solar, solar panels which is you can respect that of course you have an impact on the environment but what he was trying to say at but the time was that yeah. you have solar you would store uh, some energy in those power packs and you would deliver it back to the cars during the night for instance which is good in my opinion today you have a like it's not it's not even significant i think it they have less than 10 chargers with solar the thousands of superchargers that are around the world are powered by um, coal, by mm. like very bad energy, basically. Okay, uh, yeah, let's coal, say it. Bro. Yeah, that, that's coal. like prehistorical. I mean, and when energy. I'm saying coal, of course Tesla is not buying coal, but like when you're buying from the grid, 
you have to know what you're buying. If you're building sure. solar and power packs, so batteries, in this case, you know that you're kind of like uh, self-reliant on yourself. You're taking from the sun. You're kind of clean. It's not clean, clean, but it's kind of clean. But today, people, they feel like they have a clean car. But I mean, is it better to burn coal or to have nuclear power plants everywhere rather than like taking some uh, gas, some oil uh, from the Middle East and put it in your trunk, like in your car? I, I don't know what is better, to be honest with you. Both are bad. Both exactly. are bad. And right now, people that are saying, we have to transition to EVs, it's the time. They are super expensive, but who cares? Guys, no. Like, first, no, that's not the way we should react. It's not because they are starting to produce a lot of cars, a lot of EVs, that it's the time. No, like, we don't still don't have a breakthrough in terms of technology uh, for those cars. We still don't know how to recycle batteries. So just with that principle, when you buy a dirty car, which is like gasoline powered car, you probably have the same amount, the same impact on the environment than an electric car because you had to build those batteries and you will dig them and put them in the soil later because it's like, hey, we don't know how to deal with them, but it's like nuclear energy. That's fine. We have some waste. Let's put it in the ground. That's fun. Nah, that's not really clean. And I'm from France where people, politics, are saying that nuclear energy is clean. And you're like, uh, n no. Like, do you know how to recycle those waste? Because if you knew, that would be clean. You don't know. You're just putting them in the ground right now, which is yeah. super scary for the future generations. So we, we have to think about all of this uh, when, uh, when we invest, but not just when we invest, um, we have to look at all of those like ESG, as you said, because people that do believe in Tesla today, they believe in one person that is saying stuff and sometimes is not correct and sometimes is an ass. And what Tesla would deserve today, in my opinion, would be a good CEO, that would be transparent and that would give some power to their SVPs, senior yeah. vice presidents, so that they are doing a good job. And they would behave as a number one, a true number one. That's when I would get back in the game and probably buy a Tesla again because mm -hmm. I want to see what's coming in the future and not just having one guy saying, oh, full straight driving by the end of 2022. And we know it's gonna be delayed because that's the way it happens with Elon Musk. And it was fine when it was a startup. It's not when it's yeah. one of the biggest oh. company in the world. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> bro. You said everything. And I mean, um, I, I think this topic we are touching on today is so important, bro. And I mean, Talking ESG in the future, it mm -hmm. really, it, it's impossible not to think about, you know, the energy transition that yes. we're probably going to be seeing. Like our generation is going yes. to be the transitioning generation for yes. sure. Absolutely. And, and bro, you know, like I have to work on uh, understanding mm -hmm. the trends of energy transition Wow. Uh, the last year, like pretty much the whole year, it was wow. a big part of my job mm -hmm. uh, uh, in, in the company where the, that I work for right now. Mm -hmm. um, we are 
obviously, you know, players in the biofuel mm -hmm. market. And we want to know what's happening. We want to know what, how to do better. We want to be prepared for the future. And bro, I mean, first of all, like I'm, I'm very proud of my country because like right now over 50% of our energy matrix is renewable. Wow. And when we think about electricity, it's over 80% of renewable sources. And so Brazil is definitely walking towards the what we believe to be the right direction. Mm -hmm. And I think what is especially now, bro, what is happening between Russia and Ukraine has speed up the process mm -hmm. of understanding how fragile the whole system yeah. is right now in yeah. terms of energy security. That bro, this is the beginning of the next chapter for yeah. humankind, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Yeah. And I mean, there are many pathways right now that are being opening. Mm -hmm. And I've read tons of articles and books on energy transition. Mm -hmm. And I am right now fully convinced that EVs future, long-term future, the first thing we have to figure out is how are we going to generate this energy? If it's electricity, how, yeah. where from? Because mm -hmm. if you're burning coal for that, you're, you're just like faking it yeah. 100%. Destroying the planet. Yeah. Exactly. It's just BS. Yeah. And so um, I do believe, bro, from, from the bottom of my heart that, you know, different countries will find different sources for transitioning. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of countries will go to methane, the mm -hmm. gas, yeah. just because it's so much cleaner in terms of, you know, energy generator versus CO2 released. Mm -hmm. That might be an option for several countries. Uh, agricultural countries such as Brazil, for example, has the, the huge advantage of being able to generate a whole lot of energy from biofuel. Yeah. Um, but it, that, that's not true for every country. But the truth is, I can see a transition pathway mm -hmm. very well established where the actual electricity generated from, you know, sunlight, from wind mm -hmm. and all these other amazing initiatives that will definitely be the future. Mm -hmm. I see for a long term future when we yeah. finally figure out batteries. Absolutely. When we finally figure out what to do with the waste yeah. and all that stuff and how we fairly distribute this technology, which is mm -hmm. so expensive right now. Mm -hmm. So, bro, lots of stuff to be figured out. And I think every country should start to think about, okay, what am I going to do now yeah. to decrease or at least do better mm -hmm. in terms of CO2 release and, mm -hmm. and ecological footprint? Mm -hmm as I prepare for the next waves of transition. And, and, and that's really, truly what I believe in right now. Bro, I have a question for you because you're, you're an expert on biofuels. Uh, and I read several times already uh, that if we had to transition everything that we are pumping, uh, like all the oil that we are pumping in the Middle East, and we had to transition everything to actual biofuels, so ethanol produced mm -hmm. from... Um, sugarcane or like other species um, is it sustainable 
uh, like, do we have enough on the planet to make it sustainable, in your opinion? I have no clue. I'm just asking because I read, and it was more in the, like, generalist, uh, like, newspapers. It was not in a scientific journal whatsoever. But, like, I read that mm -hmm. some people had doubts that if we had to transition all of it to actual biofuels, we would have uh, starvation, you know, because, like, we cannot just produce for biofuels. We have to produce for humankind. And I have an idea. I mean, I have an idea. It's not just me. You were one of the ones transitioning from actually like eating uh, meat to actually a mm -hmm. plant-based diet. And mm -hmm. we have to say, because we are both uh, at the bottom of our heart, uh, plant scientists, the crops that we have as of today most of them are just used to feed <laughs> our meat, uh, essentially, livestock. so like livestocks, yeah. which is insane. People don't realize, but I think it's like close to like 60, if not 70% of all the crops on the planet. And so do yeah. you think that if we had to transition those 70% to biofuel, would that be enough? I have crazy ideas, bro. Let's change the world today. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, what an extraordinary question. The short answer is no. There's no way we can just say tomorrow we'll stop using oil yeah. and we will transition to biofuel. So like right now, in terms of technology, in terms of territory, in terms of, as you said, food security, yeah. it's just not feasible. Okay. And I don't think it's ever going to happen. Okay. But what can most definitely happen is mm -hmm. that, you know, um, humankind, like we humans are supposed to reach 10 billion, mm. you know, in terms of number by 2050. Oh that's God. like right around the corner. And that's scary. And um, that's really scary. And the International Energy Agency uh, has several scenarios that they projected in terms of energy demand. Mm -hmm. Some of them are extremely aggressive. So uh, in terms of how much energy we are going to be using in the future. Oh my God. And so if those more aggressive scenarios actually turn out to be the actual scenario, like we started to grow as, you know, and, and as the population grows, the energy demand grows at the same rate or even higher. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to have to figure out where we're going to take this energy from. Yeah. And when I look at biofuels, I honestly, truly believe that this delta mm -hmm. energy uh, should never, ever come from, you know, fossil fuels ever. Yeah. yeah. And that's when biofuels are going to play a huge role. Okay. And even what we know as biofuel is changing, like... Mm -hmm. Uh, for for example, second generation ethanol mm -hmm. is real now. Like we, oh. we have actually a new plant that is being built here in this very city where I live in, wow. where they are going to take what yesterday was waste from sugarcane. Mm -hmm. And they're going to basically enzymatically degrade really complex uh, sugar molecules to more, you know, to fermentation-ready sh uh, sugar types, and you can produce 50% more out of waste. Oh, my God. And, oh, bro, cool. and that is just the beginning. That that's is just cool. the beginning. So now 
technology is advancing so much that mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that at some point you're going to be making biofuels out of trees, which nowadays is just like a dream. Mm-hmm. And other than that, the carbon capture and storage technologies are also really essential because, mm-hmm. you know, you it's, it's okay if you continue to use fossil fuels and as much as I wanted to say otherwise, it's really utopic right now to think that we are going to get rid of fossil fuels in the near future. That's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you combine fossil fuels and you basically stabilize our demand for fossil fuels, mm-hmm. you start to use biofuels and other renewable energies mm-hmm. to give this delta more and more and more and use technolo- technology such as carbon capture and storage to take whatever it is that we are burning, capture that CO2, store it somewhere else, or maybe even use it as another source of energy. Mm-hmm. That's when the transition starts. Yeah. No, oh, I love that. that. That's what I would say, bro. And it, there is also some stuff that we can do, even at our level. Um, and it's touching the subject of ESGs. Uh, we touched on that subject before, but uh, we know that some companies are taking it seriously. So for instance, Apple, some people may call it BS, but they are recycling iPhones. They are not recycling all of it, but they are recycling iPhones. So now when you're buying even a pro, you know, pro iPhone, mm-hmm. it's like made of like, I don't know, like I think it's 80% of recycled material. Wow. and. I cannot blame them. I love it. You know, I love to know that my phone has been recycled uh, before and now turns into a new iPhone, basically. But what I would say is that we can have a bigger impact, too. We don't have to change phones every year. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, of, of course, like we can touch on that subject of ESG, but it's also about our impact on the environment, too. Uh, it's also about uh, if you have the possibility to plant some um, some plants outside of your house or trees, uh, basically the subject we discussed last time, that has a very small impact. But maybe it's enough just for your small family. And if everyone was kind of doing it, if they could maybe we would have a better impact on the planet. So, of course, like I'm not, I I like, uh, for instance, Formula One, and I told you about this, and knowing that like some people are just like burning fuel uh, just to race is kind of outrageous, (laughs) you know, just to think about it, especially in 2022, uh, knowing that our planet is not doing great, but people just don't realize that the planet will, will survive. But is humankind going to survive? That's the big question. The planet will survive. The planet survived like a big asteroid, like when they had dinosaurs. Like the only stuff that did not survive was basically the dinosaurs and other species. And so people just don't realize that, oh, that's fine. We have time. Actually, we don't have time. And we have to be careful about what we are buying about our actions basically every day. And talking about the subject of ESG today is fundamental because, yeah, again, like buying an EV today, you can buy yourself a conscience and thinking that you have a good impact for the environment, which is not even the case. You think you are and good for you if it helps you sleep at night. 
but actually your EV <laughs> is not better because your old car that was probably, I don't know, four years old or five years old was still functional and you're like putting it in the trash. And so you will have to like dig some of the parts onto the ground. That's a shame, you know, like some people just don't realize that sometimes having a Toyota, you know, that is running well, uh, that is very efficient in terms of uh, fuel consumption, uh, that that could be enough. We are still in that transition phase, as you said, very well said. And we are actors in our economy, in our world. So if we think that a company will have a good impact on the environment uh, that is doing good with ESG topics and so on, we should invest in those. We should be behind those companies because if they have a positive impact on the environment, it's not about just making money. It's about helping our world, our planet. And that's what we do as investors too and that's what we should be doing some people are, are some people are here just for the money let's be honest they don't care they don't care about the outcome because they just want more money mm-hmm. fine fine but esg may be one of the good like good tracers for the future stuff that we really have to look into and if it's bs We'll figure it out. Like we will realize that it's just BS, that it was just a marketing thing from that company, because we have so much power today uh, of knowledge. We can learn a lot, uh, real fast. So I feel like the companies that are doing great today, if they do not do great regarding ESG topics, I don't even know if they will be around in ten years. You know, in mm-hmm. fifteen, because the transition is not tomorrow. The transition is right now. We exactly. have drought outside. Uh, some people are experiencing more and more to- tornadoes or, I don't know, hurricanes. And it's crazy. And people don't realize, but it's the planet kind of reacting to us too. I'm not saying that it's a movie uh, from theaters that where we are going to die tomorrow, you know, but the planet is reacting in its own way, you know? We are changing yeah. the climate, we are changing the weather, the planet is just behaving differently because it's not mm-hmm. supposed to be so hot, uh, so north, you know? So now we have other stuff happening because it's hotter or I don't, you know, like, that's funny, people don't realize, but like the planet is not passive, the planet is actually active. <laughs> stuff mm-hmm. will happen because they will respond to our acts, what we, what, stuff that we do every day. And so, yeah, I feel like the future is still bright. I don't want to be pessimistic, but we have to take action. We have to take action. Bro, that was amazing. I mean, we've been talking about companies and their role and what we think it's fake, what we think it's real. Mm-hmm. And of course, as you very well said, I truly believe that companies that are either not considering it, the SG part mm-hmm. or faking it mm-hmm. will be vanished yep. from existence. I yep. truly believe that. It's just Same. a matter of a few years. Yep. Uh, but bro, as you very well said, and I think that is the it's an extraordinary topic for this uh, last portion of the episode. Watch what are we doing as you know human beings now okay we invest in companies that are trying to have a better ecological footprint excellent but what are you doing right Mm -hmm. and and bro i think 
uh, like there's so many things that we can do mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. to either you know collaborate to a worse or a better environment in the future mm-hmm. that it, it, it really is like a matter of paying attention to every act yeah from what you're teaching our kids our nephews the next generation mm-hmm. and to what we do every day so for example uh, one project that Kenny and I have for this house in the future mm-hmm. is to install this huge water, uh, it's this rain capture cool. machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And basically store as much rain uh, water we can. Mm-hmm. So if I am watering my plants, it's going to be from this water I stored. That's if cool. I am filling up my spa, it's from the water I stored. That's cool. These small details that we do, and I mean, that's like... I'm even mentioning a big one, but but as you said, like plant a tree, yeah. Teach a kid not to throw every single toy they get away, yeah. Um, Not let your water run (laughs) as you're like doing your dishes or something, or you know, brushing your teeth. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many things like small acts, yeah. That when you combine, basically change the way you see the future. And, and, and people don't realize how powerful that is. I think a lot of people still think, well, if I do this, but no one else does, then there is no difference. But it really has to start from somewhere. <laughs> it right? has to start with you. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. If, if it doesn't start in your own house, then like you're doomed. Yeah. I don't know if the humankind is doomed, but you are doomed. Oh, yeah, you if are. If you don't pay attention to that stuff. <laughs> no, and... One thing that I love too, and I was living in Paris for quite some time, so I, I saw that transition. Uh, Paris is like trying to transition to like a lot of ecological stuff, you know, because big city, the center of France. And so what I was seeing more and more, and that was striking, I love it, was that we had a lot of local markets, but before they were taking the food from everywhere, basically, and like just bringing it to markets. And they were not telling mm-hmm. you that it was local. And the the year when I left Paris, we were seeing so many initiatives, you know, of people, they had a very small uh, backyard, but like growing some stuff, selling it, not for a lot of money, but it was actually food that was traveling less than, let's say, 30 miles or like 50 kilometers. And that's also what we have to consider, you know. Is it good to buy uh, pineapple uh, from the, I don't know, like from a, an exotic country that is not very close by? I love pineapple, but don't eat it every single week. Make it like, I don't know, exceptional. Do it once a year or like once a month if you really are into pineapples. But let's try to measure some kind of impact. And I feel like, for instance, and going back to ESGs, those uh, supermarkets companies, like the big ones, they should be more transparent to where the products are from. Uh, we, are, we were in a global economy before the pandemic and people realized a lot during the pandemic. And so sometimes it's also fine not to eat tomatoes when we are during winter in California. That's fine, you know? Tomatoes are supposed to grow during summertime. And we are actually getting tomatoes right now today because we have a great weather, uh, but we have to put some water too. But that's okay because we are not using so much water, we don't have a swimming pool. So mm-hmm. thinking about this kind of stuff, showing your kids that a tomato can be grown from nothing 
and you actually mm-hmm. yield a fruit in the end is amazing because now my, my kids are like, they are turning red. And I'm like, yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be. Are you eating green tomatoes? I mean, you do have some species that are green, but you know, that's funny. Mm-hmm. And you have to teach them. We have to teach them because that next generation should not be impacted by bad stuff we did. We are the transition. We are building that transition. We have to tell them that we are trying to build a great future for those guys. And that's what I'm doing when I go to the supermarket. I'm trying to buy stuff that is local. But as I said, sometimes I just don't know. So I'm buying some stuff and I'm like, is it produce close by? I don't even know. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this transition we were mentioning and that has a huge environmental impact because if you have to make those fruits travel by plane sometimes sometimes it's by just boat and boats are not great either but like they can transport more so usually the Mm -hmm. impact is less but Mm -hmm. sometimes those travel by planes and it's like no that should not be the case. And I'm not advocating for you not to or to stop traveling. That's not a thing I'm trying to say. Uh, that's another topic. That's for the extremists, you know, like the green people, you know. But a fruit should not travel by plane, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> because, like, we have so much stuff around. And if you live in a country that cannot produce uh, stuff for you... Maybe we'll have to, 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 to move somewhere else, you know? Maybe we just moved there because it was great, there was beaches, and, like, you can enjoy, but is it really sustainable? And right now, that's kind of what we have to look for, for those companies. Mm-hmm. ESGs is basically this, in my opinion, but reported to your family, so to your local team, you know? Like, try to measure that kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> I mean, governance. I'm... I'm leading my company. Does that make sense? So I'm the Elon Musk of my of my family, you know? I'm ruling them. I'm ruling them all. And that's not even true because Pauline, Pauline is the leader. I'm just like the follower, so that's fine. But... <laughs> that, that's awesome, bro. And yeah, I, 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 I really feel like we, we have an impact. Even if it's really small, at least it... We, we, we have an impact for our family. So grow a tree if you can. It, seem, it seems like nothing, but instead of like building a pool, swimming pool, plant five trees, you help the world, you know? Like, do you need a swimming pool? Just go to the ocean and take a bath or go to the like local swimming pool uh, that you share with your neighbors. That's completely fine too. Mm-hmm. I mean, isn't it great? It's usually like bigger, so you can really swim there. Uh, right. And yeah, I mean, whatever, that's okay. But again, talking and going back to ESGs and this time at the government level, should it be okay as of 2022 to build a swimming pool for a private person, you know, like to put so many gallons of water in a swimming pool that will be private? Water Mm -hmm. is expensive but precious it's not it's not about being expensive that is a problem here is that it's precious it has to go for other stuff you know like people are just like dying of starvation and yeah like you have a swimming pool i mean a spa is different and again as you said you will try to build a tank to get some of the rainwater, mm-hmm. and i'm fine with that you're not trying to like 
put that in the swimming pool. That would be so many gallons. And like a spa is definitely fine. But we have to look at those. We have to look at everything around us because sometimes we blame the neighbor. But what we are doing in, within the family can be changed. Some stuff can be changed. Exactly, bro. And I mean, understanding your surroundings, I think it's key. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like we were just talking about mm -hmm. a few days ago, like our our gardens mm -hmm. okay so there's so many species out there right yeah. so yeah. much so many forms of life mm -hmm. choose one that suits where you're living mm -hmm. right um you cannot get mangoes but you can <laughs> you know plant an avocado tree then, then yes. just go for it yeah that, that's the bottom line right yeah. and i mean we were hunter gatherers at some point like yes many thousands of years ago but the, the essence is that we never had all the fruits and all the vegetables we wanted and, and, you know like right in front of you to just take and eat mm -hmm. it, we were supposed to to harvest and eat whatever was out there available to us Absolutely. and i think it's not the worst case scenario if we just think of mid-ground like for example just like you said if if you're buying a pineapple that traveled miles and miles on an airplane i mean really just look around there's yeah. probably tons of really healthy stuff that you can eat that is right next to you and i mean these are just like small examples i'm yeah. not saying that you know you as you very well said it, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't travel it's not the point it doesn't no. mean it's just like a, a small act mm -hmm. on a daily basis mm -hmm. become the essence of the future i think that's the point like it's where are we going to yeah moving forward right are we going to continue to ignore the fact that we changed yeah the the planet or are we going to do at least something to yeah. to at least fix it or mitigate the problem yeah and I, so bro that we are not saying that we should live in huts you know like in <laughs> And in the in the in the woods, that's not what we are trying to say. We are just saying that we should measure our own impact on like mm -hmm. our environment. You know, like eating avocados in San Diego, not too much of a problem because they are coming from like 50 miles away. So is that a problem? I don't think so. But like eating, I don't know, like strawberries in winter when they are produced like 3,000 miles away in Latam, you know. Uh, that's not fine. That's not fine. Yeah. Or it should not be fine. But is it our problem? Is it from us? I think it's also the supermarkets. They mm -hmm. should be the ones acting against it. Coming back to ESGs. Like, what is our impact on the environment? You know, the, the true one. Our governance. Are we still fine playing blindly and selling pineapples that are traveling by planes? You know? Maybe the, the consumer will not be okay, but if mm -hmm. everyone is doing the same steps and taking the same actions, at some point people will realize that it's not the right time to eat pineapples the way it was in ancient Greece, you know, like coming back there. I don't think that someone from Greece would have eaten pineapples. And that's fine mm -hmm. because they had a lot of other stuff, you know, they had feta cheese, which is amazing they had tomatoes uh, during summertime and you should enjoy what we have around that's 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 the bottom line that's what you said look at around you look at what can be grown around you know for me it's cacti mm -hmm. it's um succulent plants and 
those are beautiful too. Like you want to have some, uh, I, I don't know, agave trees or like agave plants. Mm -hmm. that, that Those are beautiful, you know, and they have a lot of water inside actually. And so, True. yeah, that's, that's, that's some stuff that we can try to do. And I'm not saying that we should be dramatic in our change, but like taking baby steps here and there. Yeah. Is it the right season to like to eat a pineapple? No, and the supermarket should take action, but if they are not, at least I will, because they will see that less people are buying pineapples and maybe they should not buy more from those exotic countries, you know? So yeah. we'll see, we'll see, but I love that we touched on that subject. And yeah, of course, we had Tesla back in the game. We had Elon Musk back in, uh, in the topic <laughs> in our discussion because we had to discuss that. And I, I would have to finish uh, that episode by saying that I respect Elon Musk a lot. Elon Musk is one of the greatest entrepreneurs uh, that, um, that the world has seen like ever i think because it's not just one startup it's actually like so many startups you cannot even count them uh, basically right. the guy has an idea and he's transforming it into an actual company which is mind-blowing but at some points mm -hmm. you have to at a point you have to understand your limits and you have to understand that maybe the company does not deserve your leadership the way it should be for a startup but transition to an actual grown-up company boring company if that can be said um and yeah like elon musk should focus on spacex and like other crazy projects but probably not tesla anymore and i still have so many shares <laughs> so like what's the big deal i mean he should focus on twitter he should focus on twitter and spacex <laughs> and give tesla to actual uh, real management pe people and that would be so much better because if we had a good vision for where EVs are going, at least that big segment of the market, that would be so tremendous. Like for to have people actually be transparent and saying, we will be recycling in X years, you know, the R&D is there, we are getting there. And then that would give us confidence. Yeah, okay, let's buy an EV now because if they can recycle 99% of the batteries, like then let's go for it. But right mm -hmm. now, that's not where we are. And pretty much the only thing that Elon Musk is saying is that, yeah, we'll recycle. Okay, that's super clear. Thank you so much. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, bro, you said everything. I mean, we touched so many <laughs> subjects within ESG today, and that was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, EVs for me were um, a jump like it's when you try to walk a longer distance than your leg can actually reach yep in my opinion right now we should be thinking hybrids first yes personal opinion i think hybrids are the near future evs mm -hmm. are really for the long-term future and bro i mean i think we should actually and we will most likely revisit this topic a few yes. times yes. in other um episodes because it's just so fascinating and there's so much going on in this field absolutely uh but above you know like even before thinking what am i doing is right or wrong like for example you own a tesla mm -hmm. for many years and instead of being a hypocrite, you questioned yourself multiple times. You and you and I had very transparent conversations about what the Tesla meant to you, both in terms of like ecological footprint, yep. but also I own a 
freaking awesome part, right? Yes. So, yes. I mean, we can never ignore that. <laughs> and I mean, if you're like, if we're taking the right decisions right now, mm -hmm. if at least you're thinking about it, mm -hmm. like before you act, like mm -hmm. is this the like the minimum I can do mm -hmm. for the environment? I think yeah. you're already like. 20 steps ahead. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right? By just questioning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that should be the, the message. Just question. Yeah. If you start to question and if you start to teach the next generation to question that stuff, yeah. congratulations, you did great. Yeah, bro. Like, I loved our conversation today. And I think that next time, because you touched on that subject, the good to great book. Mm -hmm. I want to dedicate a full episode on this one. I want to dedicate oh, yeah. a full episode on this one because people don't realize that uh, those guys in the shadows are usually like the guys, you know, like the awesome leaders. You don't have to be at the very front of the scene and like tweeting whenever like someone is not paying attention. No, like that's not the way you're supposed to rule a company. And bro, I'm super looking forward to that episode because you read the book. I started the book back in the time, back in the days, I think like one year ago or so. I did not finish it, but I will try to finish it uh, for next time uh, if I have the time. Awesome. Uh, and bro, yeah, I am super looking forward to it because I feel like we also have to do a deep dive into leadership uh, maybe mm -hmm. next time. Uh, for multiple reasons that will not uh, unravel or tell today. Uh, but mm -hmm. it's going to be a fun one, I feel like. Absolutely. And bro, thank you so much for that episode. Uh, ESGs, that was the first episode of a series. I'm with you there. Uh, we have to be proactive. We have to look. We have to be curious. We have to ask questions. Being passive, a passive investor was fine back in the 70s. As of today, I don't know if it's enough. I don't know if it's enough. We have to be curious. We have to be curious. Um, and so if you have the time, of course, if you don't have the time, uh, buy the full stock market and uh, that's, that's going to be okay. I mean, even if we have a recession. Uh, and we should also dedicate maybe one episode about the recession that may be coming or may not be coming. Mm. Who knows? Bro, oh, bro that, that's a big topic, bro. I mean, <laughs> that's another thing that I'm... Like, the basic interest rate in the U.S. is a topic for, like, a lifetime of conversation. Bro, I had so much fun today. Like, so Same. much fun as usual. And, I mean, such a productive chit-chat as well. I mean, that, yes. that was intense. That was, like, awesome. It was intense. It was super oh, cool. Bro. Thank you so much, bro. Thank you bro. so much. Love you. Love everyone. Bye-bye. See you guys in the next episode.